as conversations around imposter syndrome have become more popular um, and just like awareness is more places, um, people kind of reminding each other that you're not the imposter, it's not you, um, and more focusing on the environment. Hi, everyone. Thanks for checking into the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast, a space designed to inspire and highlight the stories of women of color in graduate school who are prioritizing their overall health and wellness while pursuing higher education. My name is Angela, and I'm your host. Let's get started. So, hey, Kenny, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay, trying to make the most of the summer that I have left. <laughs> Definitely. Cool. So I'm really happy to, to have you on the podcast today. I know we have a lot to cover, so I just wanted to jump in. Um, so first things first, if you could let us know um, a little bit about yourself, what discipline you're in, and what you're studying. Yes, of course. Um, thank you for having me, too. So, hey everyone, my name is Kenne. I am a second year master's public health student um, on a health policy management track, but a lot of my focus is in maternal health and women's health. Oh, that's awesome. So what made you choose that line of study? Yeah, um, public health has definitely been a journey for me. Um, that was my undergrad, so I kind of just continued in that. And I ended up doing a four plus one program at my university. Um, but what brought me to policy was after having a few different internships in the community health space, I kind of realized the way in which grassroots efforts could be limited by politics and policy. Um, and so that kind of catalyst my journey um, and my interest into looking into structures and systems, and that's what took me down the policy route. Awesome. So I'm, I'm really excited to see where that continues um, to take you moving forward. And one thing, just for folks who aren't familiar, could you tell us what a four plus one program is? Oh, yes. Sorry. Um, so a four plus one program is essentially an accelerated bachelor's and master's degree program. So my last year of undergrad, I took half my courses in undergrad and half my courses in graduate level. Um, and so I will have one more year to complete my MPH. And so it ends up being faster. I will get both degrees in five years as opposed to traditionally six. That's awesome. So having so being a part of this program for plus one, having undergrad level classes and graduate level classes and thinking about um, how institutions support or maybe inhibit the way that people can, um, you know, practice wellness or prioritize their wellness, what has been your relationship to self-care and wellness as a student? It has been a roller coaster, um, not to sugarcoat it. Um, I think, so for me, I began all of this online, virtually, in the middle of COVID. Um, and so I think that also added an extra layer into it. Um, but my relationship has been hard because in that setting, you have to be your biggest advocate. Um, and being able to navigate grad school, undergrad, um, all the different requirements, and then also too, just your classes, your workload, your social life, any other family needs, anything else that comes into that. Um, it was definitely a challenging year. 
Um, and it definitely forced me to prioritize myself to figure out what that looks like. Um, so yeah, my relationship has definitely been a roller coaster. It definitely takes different seasons, but it's it's been a journey. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what kind of things have you started to do in order to care for yourself and manage this roller coaster? Yeah, um, so I think the biggest thing I have really done Um, And I've done this over the course of all my studies, but definitely more so the last year, just being able to prioritize myself. I am a huge scheduler, love time blocking. Um, And so putting time on my schedule daily for me and using that as an opportunity to recharge my battery so I can show up as 100% in all the other areas of my life has probably been the biggest thing. Um, And just kind of recognizing that like, I will be better if I am at my best. Um, And so being able to prioritize that and to make room for myself. And that looks completely different. Um, Some days it's me going to a gym class or other days it's just me taking an extra 20 minutes to cook food as opposed to ordering it. Um, Different things like that. Awesome. I love that you give yourself the flexibility, right? To do different things as you see needed. Um, and not being so rigid about that. So one thing that I really wanted to talk to you about is this idea of imposter syndrome. And I can only imagine what that would be like having to deal with imposter syndrome in the remote world. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, So I would love to hear your thoughts on what that's been like for you as a grad student. I guess I'll just kind of give my definition of imposter syndrome first. So we're all kind of working from the same place. Um, So imposter syndrome to me has always kind of been this idea that you feel like you don't belong um, in the space that you're in, or you're not qualified, you're not deserving, um, you feel like an imposter in the area that you are. And so adding in the layer of grad school, adding in the layer of COVID, um, and then also to just my personal identities, um, I'm a Black woman in America in higher ed. Um, And so being able to walk into that classroom, um, being able to walk into that space that maybe traditionally wasn't designed for my various identities um, has been difficult. And so the ways in which imposter syndrome has shown up for me, I think really first started um, in my graduate courses because you go into these classes and you don't know who anyone is. It's all Zoom. Um, most of us have our cameras off, Zoom fatigue is real, but when you just see a name on the screen, I don't know who you are, I don't know anything about you, I can't read your body language, I can't read your personality, and especially for me, um, I'm young for my grade, and then I'm also in a four plus one program, so I'm taking classes with graduate students who have worked in the real world and then decide to go back to school, I'm also taking classes with doctoral students, Um, And so I definitely got into my head this past year, if I'm being completely honest. And like, there was definitely times where I wouldn't speak up in class, or I would doubt myself to share something or to make something a part of a paper or a project, just because I kept telling myself that you, essentially, like, you're dumb, Um, you're not qualified, like, you shouldn't be here. Um, you should listen as opposed to adding to a conversation, um, different thoughts like that. 
Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of what you said resonates with me and I didn't even do a four plus one program, right? And it's like, it, the the ironic thing about it is like, it seems to be like, no matter where we are in like our academic trajectory, like we can still question ourselves, right? We can be like, tech, you know, taking classes with doctoral students and still question whether or not we kind of like deserve to be there, right? Um, and that's definitely something that, that I'm, ex that I, have experienced and continue to experience even as like an upper level doctoral student, right? Yeah. So no, I was I was just agreeing. Um yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's yeah. <laughs> I think the goalpost keeps moving. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of I was gonna ask you this later, but I've heard, you know, in this conversation about imposter syndrome, I've heard even professors, people who are on professor professorial level say, I still experience imposter syndrome. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I want to say it gets better. Um, <laughs> but I, I have also heard um, things like that. I guess my one note I can say to that is like, I've definitely heard now as conversations around imposter syndrome have become more popular. Um, and just like awareness is more places. Um, people kind of reminding each other that you're not the imposter, it's not you, um, and more focusing on the environment and being like, you are here, you are in this environment, you made it there, and that is a fact. Um, and if you feel like you shouldn't be there, that is a problem of the environment, not a problem about you. Um, and just kind of like reframing that thinking, um, I think puts a whole new perspective um, and then you can also too then begin to think about, okay, like how do I make this environment a place for me to thrive and a place for me to be comfortable as opposed to thinking that you're not qualified enough and you need to be doing more because then that's what leads to burnout. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's so real. I think a lot of, oftentimes we internalize things, right? And it doesn't even occur to us that we're not the problem, right? <laughs> it's like outside. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I also will say, I am saying all of this, but I'm still very much on the journey, um, very much have my low moments like everyone else, definitely still figuring it out as well. Oh, totally. Like I'm applying to postdocs and I'm kind of like, I don't know, maybe I'm not, am I still fooling people? <laughs> I'm beginning the PhD application process and I'm trying to decide on schools and programs and reach out to professors and like, Yes, it, it's real because I keep doubting myself the whole way. Mm -hmm. it, it's so, 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 so real. Um, okay, so kind of, I want to, again, kind of take us back to the remote learning environment and you were noticing that you were feeling um, what we understand to be imposter syndrome. Um, what did you, so we talked about kind of like thinking about things in terms of changing the environment. How did that work for you? as particularly in, or like what kind of things did you do in order to kind of check your imposter syndrome? Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest, at first, nothing. Um, I think, and maybe some people can resonate with this. I think a lot of times you're just like, oh, like this is normal. Like, oh, like you're in grad school now. Yeah, like grad school's a little harder. Like you're gonna, and like, so for me, like a lot of those first beginning thoughts 
um, I didn't really recognize what I was feeling. Um, and I was more of just trying to push through it. Um, and then once I did take a step back, definitely had conversations with some friends and they were like, yeah, this isn't normal, but like, you're not alone. Like I have similar thoughts. Um, then being able to have those conversations then allowed me to be able to put it into perspective and then think about how I could change my environment. Um, and for me, I think my journey with wellness, but also my journey through imposter syndrome in grad school is also just greatly tied to like my mental health journey. Um, and so for a person who does experience bouts of anxiety, a lot of it was working through it with my therapist um, and kind of realizing where these thoughts came from and realizing how I could counter them. Um, so a big thing that helped me was in these moments of doubt, um, I would tell myself the facts. So I don't actually know whether I'm qualified or not to be there, but I do know that I am there. And like telling myself that allowed me to recenter myself. Um, also a huge journaler. Um, so love journaling, love being able to write out my thoughts. Um, and when I could tangibly see what I was thinking and realize that although valid, it was a fiction of my imagination um, and then could cross-reference with the facts, that is what kept me grounded and that's what kept me moving. And I think I definitely still struggle with it, but not in the same ways that I did um, back in the fall. That, that's awesome. There are two things you said that really stuck out to me. One, focusing on the facts, like keeping it concrete. And then secondly, um, the importance of community, right? So you mentioned your friends who you kind of bounced ideas off of, and then also your therapist, right? So I think it's really important to like have people we can be honest with in our lives who can kind of like clarify um, what we're saying and kind of name things. Um, so I think those are like amazing um, resources. And I love to journal as well. <laughs> So that always helps when you maybe don't have those people to call on, right? You can write it down and it's also like concrete and in front of you. Awesome. Also um, going off of community, mm -hmm. like the space you've created, this podcast, your Instagram, like being able to have other people and hear other people's stories, I think also too is super um, validating and also comforting. Um, and you can pull from advice and inspiration from others. So thank you for all that you do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I I really appreciate that. I'll be honest, y'all. Like I'm not a you know podcasting is I doubt this myself, but I appreciate like that kind of affirmation because it makes me feel like you know what it's it's happening and and people are appreciating it. So that encourages me to keep going. Awesome. See, look, community. I love it. Cool. Okay. So um, if there are no other tips or tricks um, to offer in terms of imposter syndrome. Um, I guess I could offer a few more. You can never have too much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so like we said, yes, community, um, grounding yourself in the facts. I think also to smaller things that I did, but definitely also things that I did um, was just like giving yourself grace and reminding yourself that you are a person being kind to yourself um, and recognizing your limitations. I think there was definitely a lot of days where I was like, no, like I need to finish this paper today so I can do X, Y, and Z tomorrow. But then 
like taking a minute, taking a step back, realizing where my battery was at, recognizing that like I was not in the headspace to do this right now and it would be more worthwhile for me to take care of myself and then revisit this at a later point. Um, and so I found also that like, yeah, sometimes you just have to ride out the feelings and you can't just undo it in the moment, um, which I think has also been impactful for me on my journey because I think there's a lot of times you're like, no, like I just didn't get back to normal. And then you get like annoyed with yourself or something, but like remembering that you are human. Um, and then I think also just part of that, my favorite quote this year, and my friends are all sick of hearing it, but you cannot pour from an empty cup. So take rest, um, refill, recharge your battery, whatever you may need in that moment, and only compare yourself to yourself, not to others. Um, yeah, those are kind of my little tips. <laughs> oh, I think that's beautiful. We hadn't heard those quotes before, so I appreciate it. <laughs> cool. Of course. Okay. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay, so to end the show, we always do a lightning round. And this is where you say the first thing that comes to your mind, right? Doesn't matter. Oh God, okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so first things first. It says, could you please provide us with three words to describe wellness in graduate school? Okay. Word one, roller coaster. Word two, important. Word three, wellness. Does that work? Yeah, that works. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. Um, can you please give us two invaluable resources that have helped you on your wellness journey? Yoga, meditation. Beautiful. And last but not least, you've already dropped a lot of gems on us, but I'm going to ask you for one more piece of advice that you could offer to listeners who are primarily women of color in graduate school who want to prioritize their wellness. What would you say to them as a parting piece of advice? Oof, this is a big one. Um, I'm going to kind of throw all my advice into one lightning snippet um i think fake it till you make it have that confidence um just like in the work you're doing but on the spectrum of wellness just reminding yourself that if you are not your fullest you're not your best like your work is not going to be your best and then arguably it's not worth it um so you need to prioritize yourself you cannot pour from an empty cup um so yes keep refilling your cup um find community, find the ways to bring yourself joy, um, keep doing what you're doing. A lot of us are doing important, needed work, um, but prioritize yourself because if we, if the world was to lose the gift that you are, then like the world is going to suffer. So take care of yourself. Um, the work will always be there. I loved all of that. <laughs> All of that. So beautiful. Can I, I know you have a lot of amazing things coming up in the future. So if people want to connect with you, how can they do that? Yes. Um, everyone, please go follow Penne Kenne on Instagram, P-E-N-N-E-K-E-N-E. -E -E. That is my little corner of the universe. Um, and I post all things wellness, yoga, public health, lifestyle, um, definitely have a lot of projects coming up and those will all be announced there. 
Exciting. Well, until then, I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for informing us about your experience with imposter syndrome and just pour, literally pouring into us so that our cup isn't empty. Of course. Thank you for having me. No problem. That's all I have for you on this episode. I hope that you heard something that inspires you along your wellness journey. And if so, share it with a friend. Until next time, take care.